Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. Y'all, Hannah is such a gem. She really gets the whole spectrum of health. She does movement, nutrition, mindset. She teaches you how to cook, how to cook simply, simply delicious, not super time consuming. You are going to hear about where she got trained as a chef, which is just the coolest freaking thing. So settle in. Open your ears and let's party with Hannah. Ah, as a reminder, y'all, if you want to start building healthy habits, head to my website. I have got a free guide on how to do that. LiveMyHappyHealth.com. You're going to see it if you scroll down just a little bit. And it is free for you. Why? Because I love you and I want you to live your best heckin' life. So, let's party. Okay, welcome podcast fam. We have Hannah McKittrick with us who, this is her first podcast episode, so thank you very much. She is a wellness chef and a holistic nutritionist, also a yoga instructor, so she's just hitting like all the holistic buttons. Y'all, her website is beautiful, so when she tells us what it is, go check it out. She's got some very cool programs, and she works with people who want to eat better, cook better, move better. She really hits a good spectrum, so y'all are in for a huge treat. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Dude, we're excited. You can't hear them because it's a podcast, but I, I assume they're excited. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll assume too as well. Yeah, I can hear you all screaming. Right. They're probably like, yes, cook better. <laughs> because how many people do you run into who like really struggle to cook well? Yeah, no, the, the biggest thing I run into are people that are kind of trapped in that diet mindset. Um, mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have to eat this or I can't eat that. And I have to measure this. And to me, I'm a chef obviously. Um, but even when I'm making recipes, I, I like measurements, I'm just like, I don't know, like as much as mm-hmm. it takes to make it taste good. <laughs> um, so I really, I, that's what I love, um, is a lot of the meals that I make, um, both for myself and on my cooking classes are what I like to call healthy gourmet, Um, so it's foods that, um, taste really good, but they also make Mm -hmm. you feel good. So you like, for instance, the one, the class I'm doing next week, it's like, um, zucchini noodles, spirals, um, with a roasted red pepper pesto and some Parmesan cheese, some artichoke hearts. Um, so it's, it's very hearty and filling, um, it's like like all vegetables. So (laughs) Would you say a lot of people are very intimidated by cooking? Yeah. And one thing is intimidated, but also I think one 
of the biggest things is uninspired is what I'm actually beginning to find. So it's funny, like most people, you know, they know how to use a knife. Um, they know how to turn on their stove, but it's like yeah. you have um, a bag of broccoli in your fridge and you're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what to do with that. Um, so what I find my, the people that do classes with me and my clients, what they really get out of it is inspiration. So after the class, they're like, Oh, I'm going to go roast up that broccoli with some olive oil and some Parmesan cheese and garlic Mm -hmm. and garnish it with some lemon juice, you know? Um, so it's just boiled broccoli versus lemon, broccoli, garlic, Parmesan, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And we're working out the name of that one, but (laughs) We'll come up with something clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if you have something clever, like, you know, message us. Um, I can imagine that, like, because a lot of people grow up where, like, you just microwave it in water and then they set vegetables in front of you. Well, a lot of white people grow up that way. Yeah. Other cultures tend to use a lot of spices and things like that, but they're just like, oh, these vegetables are gross, but it's like you don't actually season it. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. honestly, I think vegetables got a bad wrap wrap whatever um and it's like oh it's something that you have to put on your plate versus a lot of my meals honestly the way that I take out any mind chatter of the diet is that I just I start my meal with a vegetable like what vegetable do I want to use and then from there I one make sure it tastes good um but then two I kind of feel like I have the freedom to add whatever else I want because I know it's a vegetable right like that's not complicated you don't have to count anything like you know it's healthy um it's like the one thing in the diet industry that's like not bastardized so (laughs) I start my meals with vegetables I think we're going to be hitting diet industry and I love I love that but how did you even get into doing this so like did you do yoga first were you a chef first are you just like in in like yoga poses being like what am I having for dinner every night Yeah. The way it started is that I majored in economics, right? Like makes sense. Um, Hey, you run your own business. So I guess it works. Right. Like I I really didn't know what to, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just thought econ was a Mm -hmm. safe bet. Um, But honestly, from like out of the womb, my passion has been cooking. Like I love cooking. Um, I was a baker I like cool. I baked at um a cupcake shop and at a coffee shop at my college um went to Connecticut college um cool. and yeah so I just I've always loved being in the kitchen I think it for me it helps get out of my head and into what I'm doing into creativity yeah. into my hands mm-hmm. um I like to overthink things a lot so cooking <laughs> is just a nice outlet yeah. um and then I also um have Crohn's disease, which is, um, inflammation of the gut. Mm -hmm. So around when I was, um, 18, 19, like after my freshman year of college is when I really started to look at diet, um, as a way to actually heal my gut. Um, instead of, um, I really had no concept of food as healing before that Mm -hmm. time that was forced to, right. Like they were, and a lot of people don't. Yeah. Like at that time they were threatening surgery. So, um, I found a holistic, um, nutritionist and worked with him and his approach was whole foods, you know, one word ingredient, simple, Uh um, Uh veggies. And I followed it rigidly and I actually was able to kind of cure my gut through diet. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, simultaneously I, after college, I went to culinary school in Italy. Um, cause you know, I was 23 and why not? What? Okay. Tell us about that because that's 
awesome. Okay. It, you know, it, it, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, this was like me. So I was in a corporate job um, mm-hmm. after college and I, you know, I would spend my days like Googling like uh, culinary school, Europe programs, Italy, or like. That's Brandon. so funny. Yeah. And I found this one and it's one of those things like, it's like everything like logical about it. Like you'd be like, no, you can't do that. You can't quit your job. You can't. But I was like, yeah, this is, this is me. This perfect. Um, There was like hardly even a website. Like it looked sketchy, but I was like, this is perfect. Um, I probably won't get murdered. Let's do it. Yes. And I didn't. Um, And so it was in Southern. Yeah. It was in Southern Italy um, in Calabria and it was 16 people all from all over the world that came together and it was three months and it was just every day was like a live cooking class basically with views of the um ionian sea and Mm. endless food endless wine um it was so much fun um yeah and then so then i came back from that and went back into mainstream work. Cause that's what my mind told me I should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at that time, like it just, I was in a toxic, uh, work environment and I really had to look towards other outlets to kind of keep myself grounded throughout that mm-hmm. chaos. So yoga it was, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's really when I became a yogi. Um, was to just kind of cope with everyday life, um, physically and mentally. And then I was like, screw this. Like, I want to, I just want to go all the way. So then I ended up getting my yoga teacher certification in Malta. Um, (laughs) and yeah, I know. I just, I I call them my little like sabbaticals. Um, (laughs) I just love to like work for a while and quit my job. You can just travel for fun. Like you just have to get a certification. It's fun. Oh oh my God. Yeah. It's like, I gotta like, maximize this um, Mm. trip so I got that in Malta and simultaneously I was like let's do it all so I got my holistic nutrition certification um at the Academy of Healing Nutrition oh yeah yeah okay so how how do you blend it all together so you do holistic nutrition coaching and you teach people to cook and you do yoga like what is it yeah. doing it all? So it's, that's, it's exactly what I do is I blend it all together. I take like those three experiences were so cool for me. And I like to take all the bits and pieces that I liked the most out of each. So for cooking school in Italy, for instance, I like to have a really entertaining, um, and fun kitchen, like in my classes, like I want people to just enjoy themselves, like nothing yeah. really serious. Um, and it has to taste good. So those are the two things <laughs> yeah. that I took from there. It has and to be then, fun and to taste good. Okay. Yes. And then I think I like it to be healthy. So, cause that's how I like to eat. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, I take bits and pieces from, um, my nutrition certification, um, but actually that's like kind of a lie because <laughs> I actually don't really think about the science when I'm cooking mm-hmm. nutritional science. I am way more someone who thinks in the simplified version, which for mm-hmm. me, I've simplified it into two things, which is vegetables and whole foods. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, that's kind of how I think. Um, but if you're hitting those two, like you're, you're hitting the science and 
And honestly, if I came, if if I was struggling with learning to cook and someone says, well, you want the salt to sweetness ratio and the umami, blah, 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 and you want 30% carbs and and I'm just going to be like, uh, I have to die now. Like, I can't, I'm just going to go die. No, exactly. Like when I'm cooking, I'm not thinking of like the scientific, like proportions of carbs to proteins. I'm just like, I just want it to taste good. So this is my method that I've um, boiled down so that I can do that um, efficiently. (laughs) And I think it makes it less scary for people and it makes it more sustainable because if you're throwing all of these terms and percentages and you add heat because it does, I don't, anything about cooking honestly. yeah like, yeah you know what I mean people it scares people like because they already are intimidated by roasted red pepper sauce and you're just like you just roast the red peppers and blend them like it's not no actually I, those I, I use from the jar I'm not I'm not trying to like ah. you know I'm not trying to spend hours in the kitchen the like, weeknight meal <laughs> so yeah. you make it really simple so that it's it's less scary and it's more sustainable, which means they're more likely to eat healthier in a longer term. And yeah. And the thing that I want to emphasize is that, um, with that, um, with those two, um, I don't know, pillars that I keep in my head, the third pillar, if you will, is flexibility. And Mm -hmm. I, have that flexibility because I have those pillars. So those are like right. my, those are my foundation. But at the same time, I'm not kidding you. I have a cookie every single night because yeah. I love cookies and mm-hmm. they make me happy and I love baking. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like baking, you have to like mm-hmm. eating it too. Um, and like, I never like that, like it, it can very much like fit into my diet because it's so stacked with um, other things. So it's like, mm-hmm. like, you know, they say like, think of what you're adding versus like what you can't have. And so like, I'm, I add a lot of good nutrients through the vegetables and the whole foods. Mm-hmm. And so and then I'm kind of like, well, I can, I can have a handful of Ritz crackers if I want. Yeah. And, uh, it's fine. <laughs> so talk to us about how like using whole foods and using vegetables is different than like a diet, because I think people in the wellness industry are starting to talk about it more, but I think a lot of people who are not in that industry really don't understand the difference between like a holistic approach to wellness and nutrition and um, like a keto diet or an Atkins diet or Weight Watchers. Like what is the difference and why, why do you lean more towards holistic and away from like diets? Yeah. So I'll tell you what I heard from Kelly Levesque, who's a holistic nutritionist, um, and she's very science-based. And what she says is that for every diet out there, like there is no right and wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So keto or keto, whatever, (laughs) Um, you know, that might work for some people and Mm -hmm. for every diet and way of life, there are things that you can argue for why it's good and Mm -hmm. things that you can argue for why it's bad. Um, So, you know, there are obviously benefits of extra protein and benefits of cutting out whatever you want. And you can, you can make an argument for any of them. Um, But for me, how I kind of view diets is a bit more restrictive, um, a bit more unintuitive. So Mm -hmm. cutting out things for the sake of cutting them out. Um, So for instance, like some diets, you can't have dairy. Um, and like, and mind you, I'm, I'm not talking about, um, like medical, you know, medical diets, like right. that, that's people who thing. are doing it to like lose weight or, or to, yeah. So if you're, if you're trying to lose weight and you say like, I can't have 
dairy, like to me, that feels a little restrictive. And then you can't have the roasted garlic Parmesan broccoli that we were talking about. Right. And that's a really, really healthy, nutrient dense dish um, that I wouldn't want someone to not have because they think they can't have cheese mm-hmm. or they can't have oil or um, sure. oils, fattening, which, you know, oil actually aids your digestion. So healthy, healthy fats. Um, so just, just stuff like that. I feel like it's just kind of, I um, like to have intuition when I'm eating and when I'm cooking, I like to eat what I'm in the mood for. And mm-hmm. I know how to make it um, healthy and taste good without a lot of the restrictions. Yeah. Um, and so that's what you teach. Like you found that happy medium between, yeah, I'm in the mood for X, Y, Z. Um, and it's not overwhelming. It's simple and it's healthy. So it really hits all of those things. And I think, I imagine that it gives people so many more options. So I think when people, you know, find a, like a nutrition paradigm that works for them, like some people do paleo, some people do whatever, but yeah. you're right. They are very, very restrictive. And for some people that works, but if you're in a calorie deficit forever, that also doesn't work. So part of the reason those diets work is because you're literally ingesting less calories. So yeah, you're going to lose weight, but you can't always be in a deficit because your body doesn't thrive that way. So when you simplify it and you say, you know what, this stuff is going to taste good. You're not going to have to be in the kitchen for hours. Like exactly. And that kind of touches upon one of my other um, beliefs is that I think your own health has to be linked like very, very strongly with your own enjoyment. And Mm, to me, that's what makes it. Yeah. So, okay. So that's what makes it intuitive. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think like you should be eating less calories a day because you think you should, or I don't think you should be running because you think you should. Mm -hmm. Instead, I think you should um, find what you like so that it actually becomes sustainable. So if you like, there's gotta be some exercise that you like, like you don't have to be yeah. a runner. Like I love running, but like, I also like swimming and I know it's okay. Like, I'm not sure. We'll get off the podcast. <laughs> and I'm also not going to make everyone do yoga either. Like if they don't right. like yoga, like, that's fine. But like, I do believe that there's something that you can find that you like so that mm-hmm. it becomes intuitive for you. Like it's yeah. not something you have to do. It's something you want to do. And so this is same thing goes with food. Um, for me, I like to keep, for instance, like frozen cauliflower rice always mm-hmm. on hand, canned artichoke hearts, um, j- like different sauces, lemons, stuff like that, like on hand, that's easy because again, like linking my own enjoyment, I enjoy things that are quick. I enjoy mm-hmm. not overthinking. So like if I can bag a, grab a bag of cauliflower rice and mix it with pesto, and like throw in some like chickpeas or something and call that dinner. Like that's three ingredients and like, it's good. And you know, like, um, so I think if you're depriving yourself, that could probably is sucking away some of the enjoyment, um, (laughs) that like you deserve to have when it comes to your health. Yeah. And it sounds like you advocate too, because there's a lot of people in the circle who say like you buying canned stuff is bad. So you're like, no, buy the, buy the canned thing. Like it's, oh yeah. Buy the canned thing. And yeah, I, (laughs) I like to have, um, canned, like there's like, there's like two canned things that I really like. One is canned artichoke hearts. I like love them this year. I just like rediscovered them and they're so hearty and easy and healthy to like add on a salad, to add on a bowl, to add into like roasted spaghetti squash or whatever. Um, so that's one. And then the other one is chickpeas. Um, 
because it's like an easy added protein roasted up yeah. with some curry powder is what I usually do or like smoked paprika um yeah. and yeah that's like a little added source of protein um and you, again throw it on salads throw it in like bowls yeah. whatever you yeah, have just throw um, it in your food yeah and then the rest um I do like to keep some frozen stuff on hand like cauliflower pizza crust I'll keep on hand um cauliflower rice um sometimes like frozen zucchini noodles I'll keep on hand um and then other than that I guess I buy a lot of fresh produce and I kind of see what I'm in the mood for that night which Mm -hmm. I know is like a lot of people really like meal plans so like yeah I think people like the idea of meal plans and they don't like the reality of meal plans I know, but I'm like, well, what if I'm not in the mood for chicken parm that night? Like, what right. if I want a salad that night? So I like to buy a bunch of stuff with like ideas in my head, but then like allow the flexibility on the night of to like yeah. decide or. So there's um, like I, some I, structure. Exactly. Um, or at least some ideas or I'll buy stuff that I know won't go bad. Like yeah. um, butternut squash, like a butternut squash, like that'll keep for, you know, a couple, like a month or two. Yeah, forever. Um, yeah and I do prep my lunch every day um I just I make a batch of that and then pack it but Mm -hmm. I'm always in the mood for it and if I'm not when I'm not I usually (laughs) I like yeah dinner I'll switch it up though that's funny so how do you like when you're taking people through a journey let's say they like they're like hey I want to learn to cook like what is that journey look like and what do you find that that people when they come out of the end of it like what do you see the most of like do they feel like they have more freedom do they have are they more relaxed about food are they more confident are they more brave I I would say all like all of the above for sure um I definitely like to as I was kind of touching upon earlier link enjoyment Mm -hmm. to this process so my cooking classes um, there's a group of people, which is fun. Like you're connecting with other people, mm-hmm. you're talking. I really try to set the space. Um, I kind of, I try to, I do I not try. I do. I hold a compassionate container for people because <laughs> yeah. some people are intimidated by food, by the kitchen, by yeah. whatever being vulnerable there. Um, so I really try to set the tone of just relaxation. Like this is for fun. Mm-hmm. And then, um, from there, I make it approachable. And I think by people getting that hands-on experience, mm-hmm. seeing for themselves, like the, the things, I don't know, buttons start to click um, yeah. into place and they're like, oh, oh, like I, I can microwave that dinner and it's healthy and it's quick. And I actually really am craving that. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So it, it just starts to click and it becomes um, attainable for them to do. Mm-hmm. And it also becomes desirable for them to do. So they become inspired, like I said, mm-hmm. um, because they have those now positive associations of cooking, you know, like with a group um, mm-hmm. making something they want to make. Um, yeah. That's not complicated. Are they allowed to like request things that they want? Oh God. Yeah. I'm not always, I'm always like, tell me what you want. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And I, I, yeah. And like, even, um, 
like I love one of my favorite things is when people are like I have this this and this in my fridge what 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 can I make I'm like mm. oh like, like let, let's break it down like yeah what are you in the mood for and like I'll just give them a couple options like that I because that's kind of how I like to cook um yeah. and just like giving them inspiration and ideas so that they can then from there choose what they're actually in the mood for and so you're really teaching them like I love the intuitive approach because I think part of what happens with dieting. And I think it's something, again, a lot of people are not aware of and and women more specifically than men is it completely disconnects us from our body Mm. completely. So when we don't listen to hunger cues, when we force ourselves into those cues, when we eat things that we don't like because of a certain goal or we work out too hard, which I think goes hand in hand with dieting. People work out too hard. They chronically over-exercise. Their body's always inflamed. It's stressed out, but they're not listening. They're not connected enough to say, bitch, you need to slow down. Like you need to chill. You need to eat more food. You need to rest more because there's this whole diet culture and the pressure. And I love that you take the intuitive approach because that approach also checks in with your body. Hey, what am I in the mood for? And your body gets to go, thank God you're finally listening to me. Yeah. I want these things. And to me, that's the most empowering thing is you're reconnecting them with their body. And that is something they carry forever. And I also think it's a, it's a matter of reconnecting, um, enjoyment with, um, healing foods Mm. because vegetables and whole foods are like, there's nothing, bad about them. Like they're, they're right. good for you. They will have positive effects on your gut right. and you don't have to fear them. You don't have to dread them. You don't have to measure them. You can just yeah. have them without restriction and make them taste good. And the other thing that I really think that people find, I mean, I, I've found it from a young age, but cooking like the act itself, it's, and connecting it's, it's healing, you know, yeah. like it's, it's creative. Um, it, it calms you down. It gives you something to focus on. Um, and it allows you that space to reconnect like with yourself, with your desires and with other people and like in a fun way. I wonder if that was something you noticed, like Italian culture is very like culinary they cook together they spend a long time doing it like was that a big difference that you noticed over there versus here the way that we even like approach cooking totally like it's so interesting like um <laughs> there's like so many different things that I could say but like Ooh, just pick for instance <laughs> okay so like you actually had to eat what was in season like you couldn't just go and get like mm. um strawberries until April like you just couldn't yeah. and that was so interesting because it's like that's um, so different from here yeah and so like that made me think about it in a different way of like the like the actual meaning of seasonality because it was southern Italy like they weren't they're not that modernized and it's like you get what is um uh, bountiful at that moment yeah. in time. And because it's available, it means it's what's in season, which means it's at like its ripest um, point and is like exactly what you should be eating um, at that moment in time. Yeah. How fascinating. Yeah. So that was one. And then another is like, <laughs> like I love seafood. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and you'd get um, 
it's like for, like now for shopping lists for cooking classes I'm always like um one pound of shrimp like peeled and deveined you know like that's a normal thing to say there yeah. like that was the thing like you were the ones peeling it and you're the ones deveining it <laughs> and so I was yeah. kind of like gosh like and it's like it like you said like it's an art like it's a process like yeah. it's a it's a family thing it's a cultural mm-hmm. thing um like that's what you do you you peel the shrimp yourself and you devein it yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too graphic. Um, but, but it's a process. <laughs> it's a process. And yeah. it's an all day affair. Um, and it was really centered around like making something taste amazing. Like that's mm-hmm. what it was about. And we did. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I think that that makes you have more of a relationship with your food too. Like, so I grew up in Florida. Um, not in a farm area, but I live in a big farm area now. So I've lived here for seven years. I have never seen a chicken house in my life until I was, uh, 24 and I moved here. Mm-hmm. Never seen one. Couldn't tell you a thing about them except the pedo videos. I don't that I watched. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Um, yeah. but now I see like, it's very interesting because it's a semi with thousands of chickens and you know where it's going and just going down the road and I'm just like okay this is so much more graphic than it was when I was in a bigger city but when you're in a more rural area you have a much closer relationship yeah animals and to the produce and and like when you have less resources to um like you know when you're not ordering your groceries on Amazon Prime which I am um <laughs> it you actually are like for instance they'll spend a Sunday like making pasta with their hands and um you know f- that might not fit into what people might call quote unquote healthy but like the process in which they did it was um yeah like you take care making this product from scratch and then you enjoy it thoughtfully with your family, um, Mm -hmm. over a meal. Um, and so the way that even like that process is just healthier, you know, like it's, it's just, it's not processed and all those additives, it it really does a number on our gut. Um, so everything else and yeah, yeah. That's one of my huge, anger spots with the nutrition community. And I, I write about a lot and I talk about a lot is the misinformation that corporations pump millions of dollars a year into to literally lie to consumers to get them to buy their shit, like their actual shit product. And they spend millions on food psychology and where to place things in a grocery store and what colors are people drawn to and it's the word natural over the word healthy I mean there are literal food psychologists whose job it is is to figure out how to best lie to consumers and so many people just don't know so when you take a whole foods approach you also skip all of the advertising and the noise that comes with things like that Yeah. And like when you take the whole foods approach, it's so easy because it's just one word ingredients. And then again, piggyback with the fact that you can, you can go into those aisles and get, um, whichever treat you want or, um, you know, whatever, whatever you're, whatever you like, like whatever snack you want, like Mm -hmm. it it creates that room for you to not deprive yourself of Mm -hmm. things, even if they're not whole foods, you know, like, yeah. Um, because even if you're eating, let's say like, I love chocolate cake. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> gosh, like, oh my God. I oh my God. Well, chocolate I, oh, 
like don't even like talk dirty to me about chocolate mousse. I know, right? <laughs> I, so I know like, people are gonna get like be a, get a misconception thing of this whole foods lady. I'm like, no, no, no. You no, should no. see my dessert. But there's a place for it. So, so where I was going is like when you base the foundation on whole from the ground or has feet foods or you know like fins, one word whatever. ingredient yeah yeah then you have room for that like it has its place am I gonna give up chocolate cake not in this life <laughs> absolutely not. You. but do I prioritize whole foods do I do my best within my ability within my budget within my knowledge to eat in a way that serves me long term yeah and you know what listen there's a place in town that like when I tell you I would take a bullet for her cheesecake recipe, like I'm not like not in like a bone, but like definitely a fleshy part. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean, not like a big bullet, yeah. like a little bullet. I mean, because you still want to be able to eat the cheesecake. Right. So. I, I still want to eat the cheesecake. Like yeah. you better believe if she has banana pudding cheesecake, I'm oh. eating it. Yeah. But it's not like I'm not eating, I don't want to say trash. I'm so I you know what my first thought too was? I was like, oh, we could make a really fun banana cheesecake smoothie. You know, like I love doing that. that really too, like, yeah. Putting healthy spins on stuff I yeah. love. Like, like I love making, um, like I call it like a Reese's smoothie. I make that almost every morning that I'm not <laughs> going amazing. to work. And yeah. Um, with like co- cacao powder and peanut butter and spinach and, you know, all that good stuff. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah banging so people (laughs) so people can do things like that they can get creative and have like a Reese's smoothie but oh by the way it has a handful of spinach so what do you find people most drawn to when they're cooking things is it like I'm intimidated by vegetables but wow these taste really good or people are like I want smoothie recipes or I want quick things like what are they most drawn to or get the biggest Um, I'd say unanimous unanimous across the board is easy, healthy dinner. That tastes good. Come on. So literally what you do. Yeah. And and it's, I'm like, okay, we, we can work with that. Uh, And yeah, like last night I had a cooking class and it was so fun. And Mm -hmm. it was actually the first time that I had made this quote unquote recipe. I, I yeah. have to give people a recipe. So I call it a recipe, but I, I like halfway through class, someone's like, aren't we supposed to be doing something else right now? And I was like, yeah, but I decided this way is easier. And you know, I, I just bring it up. <laughs> we changed fly, but it, yeah, it was, um, we did cauliflower rice with, um, blanched asparagus, lemon, garlic, and Parmesan. And then we topped it with roasted sweet potato, um, roasted zucchini. Cause zucchini is getting in season again. And, um, we made a tahini sauce, um, to dollop awesome. on top. Yeah. So it was, it was super that yummy. So good. It, was, it was so good. And I have leftovers tonight. So now I'm like, yeah, I don't have to come <laughs> yeah. <tonight."> and, um, <laughs> you find out a lot of people. Um, so like, I am more like you where I'm just like, I'm just going to throw whatever amount I want. Um, so like when people ask me, you know, how much of that to put in and I'm just like enough. Yeah. It's I'm that's been like one of my biggest challenges. Um, yeah. Cause people year. want, it's, like my boyfriend is that way. He's like, I need a half a tablespoon. And I'm like, shut up, throw some. Yeah, no, totally. So I'm trying to cater to both sides because mm-hmm. I find that it's always a mix in, in yeah. um, my programs and my classes. It's some people need like the measured ingredients and some people are like, Oh my God, I love that. You're just eyeballing it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I do is I'll, I make it the way that I would make it. And then 
guess how much I put in and then make it with that like measurement. Yeah. So say last night we, the tahini sauce, it was, um, a quarter cup of tahini, um, two heaping tablespoons of Greek yogurt, a tablespoon of maple syrup, um, a juice of a lemon. Someone was like, how many tablespoons? And I'm like, the juice of a lemon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That one. I'm like, lemon. I actually did. I said it's about three tablespoons because she, she had already <laughs> juiced her lemons. Um, that's so cute. and I was like, okay, that's fair. Um, and salt and pepper. I, I still, that one, I still have to say eyeball of salt and pepper. Cause yeah. I just, I feel it like with my hands, like, mm-hmm. like, um, people can't see, but I'm, I'm making motions over my roasting, yeah. my theoretical roasting pan. <laughs> like salt um, and yeah, evenly like <laughs> from up high. Um, so I, I have the measurements as a guideline, but I actually, I encourage people in the class. I'm like, add about that much and then taste it. Right. Cause then yeah. I'm trying to like train their, um, muscle of being like, Oh, like I can actually adjust this as I go. Yeah. Like I can add salt and right. I can add pepper. Um, or if I want it thinner, I can add some water, just like mm-hmm. stuff like that, that maybe yeah. you're trying to think about. Um, mm-hmm. but it gives you that flexibility to kind of, um, yeah. create and taste and adjust as you go. Yeah. And I think that that would make sense to me that a lot of people struggle with that because especially if you don't have a lot of confidence cooking, I can imagine they're like, well, this is a recipe and I have to follow it or it'll be bad. And it's like, I don't, I think a lot of people don't give ourselves enough credit for knowing yeah. how we like things and our ability to adjust. So yeah. Yeah. And like, I, and like, I totally get it because I I've been cooking, you know, for so long mm-hmm. that I, I understand it very well, but some things that I've never cooked before, like for instance, sometimes, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Like if I wanted to try, like for Thanksgiving, I thought it could be fun to, or it was Christmas, um, like a stuffed turkey breast and like rolling, you know, how people like do the turkey breast and they roll it up with stuffing and Mm -hmm. twine and that, like I, I've never, I've never done before. So I actually looked up a lot of different recipes to get the inspiration Mm -hmm. um, and then took the bits and pieces that I liked from the different recipes. But I I did, I felt like I wanted um, the guideline just um, for um, like for reassurance. um, Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So perfect segue. How do people find you work with you? What do you offer? Like, where do you hang out? (laughs) I hang out in the kitchen. Um, Well, I do. Um, We're not knocking on your door. So like, virtually, I hope no one like knocks on your door. Don't do that. Like, yeah. So virtually, so my website is myintuitivehealth.com. Um, but I update my Instagram a lot, um, because so my Instagram is Hannah.McKittrick, just my first name dot last name. Sure. It's H A N N A H dot. So period, um, McKittrick M C K I T R I C K. And there I'll post a lot of fun recipes, um, videos, and I'll also, I'll do monthly cooking classes just for drop-in. And then I am going to be launching a cook well program. So this is a longer type of format, um, about eight weeks, um, for people to really dive into that compassionate 
container of creativity, connection, and healing um, so that they can like really integrate those changes, mm-hmm. um, number one. But number two, just like as a kind of something fun to do on yeah. say like a Tuesday um, night, uh, when they're, you know, there's not like a ton else to do, um, in quarantine. And so just something to look forward to and to gain a little more inspiration. Um, so that the question what's for dinner isn't as dreadful. Wow. That's so beautiful. (laughs) I like, I just love that. Is there anything else that you like wanted to hit that you're thinking about? I think we've got some really good stuff. Um, I don't think so. The, um, the only thing is I do also do, um, group like private cooking classes, either for friends, for family, but also, um, like I'm doing one next week for a corporate office for like 50 of them, um, just as like awesome. a fun, like to switch up the weekly zooms, weekly happy you. hours. And we actually, we're making, um, a cocktail in that class, Cute. Uh, you know, just to magically make them all better chefs um, <laughs> and to ensure that they have fun. Because like I said, I want them to have fun. Um, and that, that's actually fun because we're using um, ingredients that are also in the recipe. So Cute. lemon basil. Yeah. What a brilliant idea. So if you're a corporation or if you're a business or if you're a person. If, if you're a person <laughs> and you have a friend. If you have a stomach. Yeah. This is for you. And if you don't have a stomach, I don't know what to do with you. Uh, yeah, we're so sending you yoga. Then you can do yoga. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I and I also have yoga classes on my website that you can drop in on. Um, and I'm gonna incorporate some of those into the cookwell program, like the little digestive flows. Um, even though I mean all of yoga is kind of a digestive flow because you're moving, but I'm I'm gonna call it a digestive flow to make it sound fancy. <laughs> Awesome. What a brilliant idea, dude. Super stoked for you. Tell us one more time how people can find you. And yeah. Okay. So my Instagram is hannah.mckittrick and my website is myintuitivehealth.com. And you can message me on either one of them. Um, I'll definitely reply and be really excited to hear from you. Now, for everyone who has hung out, which should be everyone who started it, what do you want to leave people with? So if they don't, if they forget the whole thing, but they remember this, what do you want people to remember? Life isn't nearly as serious as the mind makes it out to be. Mm. The kitchen included. I was going to say, and probably cooking included. Totally. That's that's one that I like to remind myself a lot because you can just get so in your head about so many things, whether it's your job or your diet or your health. And it's just, it's not that serious. And I'm here to make it a little bit simpler and a little more fun. Love it. And a little more tasty. And a little more tasty. Yeah. Tagline. More fun and more tasty. A little little saucier. All the sauces. (laughs) So cute. Dude, thank you so much. Y'all, if you have questions for Hannah, if you have a recipe idea, like shoot your girl a DM, let her know. I'd love to hear feedback. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my God, guys. Wow. Like, what could we do if our lives were simpler? and more fun, and more tasty. That is such a good, like, final thing to leave us with. So y'all be good. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your life. A reminder that if you want 
a free guide to healthy habits at livemyhappyhealth.com. And if you don't want it, that's cool too. So y'all be good. Thanks for hanging out.